will be Romans chapter 4 we'll read verses 16 through 25 I begin to think of the word that was I really it's two words in this scripture that we'll read when we get to verse 21 but I begin to think of of a, a motto that it seems that Paul had and that motto being persuaded. Many of Paul's writings and, and, and other writings in the, in the scriptures talk about being persuaded. So let's read Romans chapter 4 starting in verse 16. And it says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not that only which is of the law, but that also which is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many generations, before whom, before whom, before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so all thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now here's where our, our thought comes from in verse 21. It says, and being fully persuaded what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the, the word and we thank you for all that you do here at Faith Baptist Church, for the many blessings, dear Heavenly Father, that you've, you've given us and for those things, Lord, that we've already heard this morning, the testimonies of, of those, Lord, that have just called upon your name in faith. And, and as, as we said over some little things, dear Heavenly Father, and if we would just realize those much greater things would you take from us as well. We thank you so much for that. We thank you for allowing us to be fully persuaded this morning that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead and that he sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercessions for each and every one of us. I pray, God, now you would bless the reading of your word. Bless these things that you've laid upon our heart. May they touch our hearts in ways that we just can't understand. And Lord, that we would be better disciples in your name. Amen. When I was reading this, I began to think of the necessity of salvation and, and of redeeming by grace through faith. I see that even Abraham was made righteous, righteous, it says here, by grace through faith, not of his works. You read here that he says Abraham was made righteous by grace through faith. Everything that, that comes down to God, it comes down to faith, Brother Dan. It comes down to our faith in him. We think you know, under the law, under grace, either one of them comes down to faith. 
It has to start with faith. Abraham had to believe God's promises. He had to, as it says here, he did not stagger at the promise. He never twitched. He never flinched. He believed God's promise. And we see that that promise was for Isaac. When you think of Isaac and and being the father of many nations, it started with one child in Abraham. They had Isaac. And then so began. Now we see that of every nation, we are blessed of Jesus Christ because of one man's faith in God and His promise. We read there in verse 20 that it says, He staggered not. I know many times in in my walk, I will stagger. My faith will grow uh, dim and and things in my life, I I will stumble, I will stagger. I will not be in the right frame of mind for faith. But when I am such, as it says in verse 21, when I am fully persuaded, I see things happen. And you know what, Dan? I'm, it's, it's not over just a little small set of keys. It's over great things. It's over my salvation, the salvation of my children, the salvation of the community, the growth of the church. It's over great many things. My health, Brother Gary's health, he's able to be fully persuaded this morning that God has a plan for him. And it took faith. It took faith. And this is not written, it says, just of of Abraham. As you read there in verse 23, now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also. For us also. It's for us to see that the being fully persuaded, which jumps out off of this scripture at me, and I begin to think about being fully persuaded, and I jotted down these things. To carry out fully with evidence. To completely assure or convince. To entirely accomplish. To surely believe. To completely know. That there's no doubt that God could or would or can and will. God could and would and He did. We today, church, I'm calling on all of us to be fully persuaded. Though I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gullible enough, I know that reading the Scripture, that some will never be persuaded. I pray this morning that in this, in this group, in this congregation, that you're not sitting here and you're not in that group of people that will not be persuaded. The Bible teaches us that some will never be persuaded. In Luke 16 and 31 it said, And he said unto him, If thou hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. We see here that, 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 that the rich man was telling uh, uh, them to, to say, Can you send Lazarus back to tell my brothers about this awful place? And, and, and Abraham said, if they won't believe the prophets and Moses, they won't be persuaded by one that was rose from the dead. I thought of what Jimmy said this morning, and, and we see it so prevalent in today and in some of the discussions that we, we had in the van this morning. People are not persuaded. Though so there's evidence after evidence after evidence of a risen Christ 
of a risen Savior, of a creation by God, people are still not persuaded. This rich man believed that Lazarus could convince his brothers. But that's not so. Some will never be persuaded even though one did rise from the dead. Some will sit in church services year after year, Sunday after Sunday, and never be persuaded. But Abraham gave us an example of being fully persuaded that we all should strive to be fully persuaded. I think of what could happen if our faith, if we were fully persuaded in the promises of God. What could happen in this church? What could happen in this community? What could happen in this world? By being fully persuaded. I know that at times, as I said before, I'm not fully persuaded. There's times in my life that I could say, well... I'd really know that God wants me to do this, but who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to feed the kids? Who's going to put gas in the gas tank that keeps the house warm? I know the answer to those things, but I have to become fully persuaded. But as salvation, some will never be persuaded. It's written, if they won't believe Moses and the prophets, they won't be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. Some will be negatively persuaded. How many has ever been in that group of people where you're there and it just goes negative and then you're right there with them? It's like a mob mentality, I suppose. But we can be negatively persuaded and that's what Satan, if he can't, keep you from being persuaded at all. He wants you to be negatively persuaded. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 20 through 23 reads like this. But the chief priest and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all say unto him, Let him be crucified. And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out more, saying, Let him be crucified. Only a week prior, these people were persuaded that Jesus was the Christ. They knew it. They, he came into the city at the praise and, and the, the palm leaves and the olive twigs. And people were throwing down these things for him to come into the city victorious. And not even a week later, they're screaming, crucify him. They were negatively persuaded by a smaller group. They were sent 
into a frenzy, into that mob mentality to where I can hear the governor there saying, what do you want? And then his voice goes away and it comes, crucify him. Give us Barabbas. Give us the murderous thief. Crucify the innocent one. So easily we can become persuaded in this world. Adversely persuaded. And we see, just as we mentioned this morning, since the 1960s, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer has now become a bullying and a bigotry 30-minute little cartoon. Everyone seems to be going and being negatively persuaded. To the point, church, we literally are screaming out, crucify Him! Crucify Him! We don't want to hear these things of of Jesus anymore. We don't want this, this God element in our life. The world is screaming, crucify Him! And if you are fully persuaded, the world is going to crucify you. But we must remain fully persuaded. Being fully persuaded, it was imputed unto Him righteous. But not just for Him, but for us also. Crucify Him. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11 reads, And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Strong delusion has taken hold of this world. And every lie, every lie that gets spoken is believed as truth. I think of this, I've said it before, and the funny, it's not funny, but it's sad that we will fall for a lie when the truth sounds better. When the truth makes much more sense and the lie is just so off the wall and, and the things that we hear these days, we're being adversely persuaded against God. You may find yourself, I find myself and I'm sitting there and I've had conversations with some of you and, and maybe I'm doing something and I think of something and I'm like, why did I think that? Why did I say that? I had a moment uh, with Terry in the car the other day when we were riding. I don't remember what I said. And I looked at her and I said, Why did I just say that? Because I'm being adversely persuaded. Satan is at work using every element that he can to get into our minds and bring in. And God says, and for this cause in 2 Thessalonians, that he sent them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. I don't want to be found in the group of of strongly deluded and, and, and. find myself believing the lies. I want to be fully persuaded so I can recognize the lies and rebuke the Satan, the father of all those lies. I want to be fully persuaded. It says in verse 12 there that they all might be damned who believed not the truth 
but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Whether we want to admit it or not, if we're not fully persuaded in God, we're believing lies. If we're not fully persuaded, we're latching on to the lies. You say, you can't, you can't label me like that, preacher. Yes, I can, because the Bible tells us you can only serve one master. It's either Jesus or the devil. Your choice, not mine. I've made my choice. I choose to be fully persuaded and I choose to watch out for adverse persuasion. Because Satan is there. The Bible also teaches us in Acts chapter 26 and verse 28 that some will be almost persuaded. But let me share with you Almost persuaded is 100% not persuaded. Acts chapter 26 verse 28 says Paul testified to King Agrippa. He was even accused of being crazy by Festus. I want to say that Festus used the phrase, you are beside yourself. He was accused of being crazy. And King Agrippa would hear these words. And this testimony of of Paul was so compelling. Which is why we should tell ours. Your testimony could be the testimony that persuades someone. Your testimony of how God has, has saved your life can be the testimony that wins one to the Lord. That switches them from almost persuaded to fully persuaded. Maybe even from being not persuaded at all to being persuaded. Our testimony, just as Paul's, as he gave it to King Agrippa, and the words there in verse 26, then King Agrippa said unto Paul, Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Almost. Even before King Agrippa, Paul testified to Felix in Acts chapter 24. And Felix gave a very similar answer. He said, go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. The Bible says, these were almost persuaded. The Bible says that many on the last day will say, Lord, Lord, but will be eternally judged. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doth keep the will of my Father, which is in heaven. What is the will? What is the will of God? The Father in heaven. The will of God is to be fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Ask yourself this morning are you fully persuaded? Are we fully persuaded? I believe. 
that Paul was fully persuaded. It's amazing to think how God used such a chain of events to fully persuade Paul. I get chills thinking about how God worked all that plan. The plan for, for, for Stephen. Stephen had a plan. God had a plan for Stephen and Stephen's plan ended ultimately in death, but definitely, definitely in the conversion of Paul. What an awesome thought. What an awesome God. You're, you're so on point with my God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power and love. My God is an awesome God. Paul was fully persuaded. He was able to persuade others. He persuaded others to continue in the faith. He persuaded others that other gods were false. Being fully persuaded puts us in a position to persuade others. Puts us in a position to point out false gods. Puts us in a position to help someone continue in the faith. Paul was persuaded by others. Romans chapter 15, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Paul was persuaded. He was fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded of God's love. Of God's power. Of God's grace. Indeed, one of the most famous, I guess for me, persuaded scriptures written by Paul was in Romans chapter 8. In verse 34, we find, it begins and says, Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yet rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Verse 38, Paul said, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. An awesome statement of being fully persuaded that none of these things can separate us from the love of God. Are we fully persuaded this morning? 
Is there anxiety or worry? Is there, is there some depression? Is there some things that we could give to God this morning and be fully persuaded that He's able to keep His promise? Is there sickness? Is there death? Is there anything like these things that Paul listed here that are handcuffing us and binding us? As it says, we are, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Satan wants to account you as sheep for the slaughter in all these things, in, in height and death and, 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 and tribulation and distress and persecution and famine, nakedness, peril and sword. But Paul said, I am persuaded. Will you be persuaded this morning? Will you be persuaded of God's love? Will you be persuaded of God's power? Will you be persuaded of God's grace? He said, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This morning, hear me. Hear the word of the Lord. We have to be fully persuaded. I can, I can say that the other way as well as I like to do so. We get to be fully persuaded. We've been given power to be called sons of God. We've been given power from on high to be fully persuaded. And Hebrews chapter 11 is, is what we call the hall of faith. And I know there's some names listed there throughout the Scripture, but you know, I kind of think that there's going to be a hall of faith up in heaven and each and every one of us can be on that board. We can be on that wall as being fully persuaded in Jesus Christ. We're going to pray in just a few moments. We're going to sing a few verses. I plead with you. I beg with you this morning. If in your heart you know that you are not fully persuaded. That you would come and receive that that Christ can put in you. That that Christ can make you fully persuaded. And happy we can be in all these things. We can be, we will be more than conquerors. Would you bow your heads, please? This morning... 
If you're not fully persuaded, would you lift your hand and say, pray for me. God bless that hand. God bless that hand and that hand. First step, God bless that hand. God bless that hand. You don't have to leave this place today the same way you came in. Jesus Christ is standing and He's saying, come unto Me. You know, He says, I will give you rest. And what He's given us is full persuasion. He's given us a full knowledge and a full understanding that we can believe every single promise. I'm going to pray. And we're going to stand and we're going to sing. If you raised your hand this morning, would you please step out? Father, we thank You for this day. We thank You for Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, our Savior. We praise You, dear Lord, for His sacrifice that we might have salvation full and free. And Father, for those of us that are here this morning that have received Jesus Christ as our Savior, I pray, I pray that You would just give us that fully persuaded. Lord, for those that are here that are not persuaded, I pray that You would give them the strength and courage to step forward, to come and be persuaded. Father, thank You so much. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.